please remain standing as you are able for the reading of the gospel. Our lesson this morning is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 24, and verses 33 through 35, page 1502 in your pew Bibles. That's the red one. Hear now the word of the Lord. You have heard it said. You have heard said that it would. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, "Do not murder," and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother, "Raka," is answerable to the Sanhedrin. But anyone who says, "You fool," will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there, remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath but keep the oaths you have made to the Lord. But I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. The word of God. You may be seated. We come now, O Lord, praying that the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart will be pleasing to you, for truly, you and you alone are our source of strength. You are our Redeemer. Amen. There's a crisis in the land, and it centers around authority. There's an issue regarding authority today. Have you noticed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Youth question the authority of parents. Workers question the authority of their employers. Citizens question the authority of government. Persons question the authority of law enforcement. There's a crisis. And yet I would suggest to you that um, with this crisis, there, there is an opportunity. Let me explain. There's an issue with authority today, and yet there are times when I believe, and I think you would agree, that authority needs to be questioned. When the workplace is unsafe. I would suggest to you that the worker needs to question the employer, his supervisor, the authority about why. Unsafety is a problem. When laws are unjust, I would suggest to you that citizens are to ask the question to the government as to why there are unjust laws. 
when law enforcement is not carrying out its mission to protect and serve, I think we, we must question law enforcement and ask the why question, why not? Why is your mission not carried out? To impact all. In the gospel lesson today, Jesus questions the authority that the religious leaders have given to the law. Not the Ten Commandments, no, no, we're not referring to the Ten Commandments, but the laws that have been developed and written by the scribes who have interpreted the Ten Commandments. The laws that when you were to to write them out, they would make up at least 800 pages in an English book. No, Jesus is not questioning the Ten Commandments. He's questioning what is called the Mishnah, these laws that scribes have made up that they expect people to follow. Notice in the Gospel lesson of today, Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 24, and 33 through 37, which was read in your hearing by myself and by our liturgist, Jenny. Notice that these, these antithetical statements that Jesus Christ lifts up, they deal with relationships. Have you noticed that? Relationships between human beings within the religious community. And Jesus Christ has the reason, or rather Jesus Christ is able to, cause, to call questions to these laws because Jesus Christ has authority. The one who is speaking has authority based on the fact that he is the Son of God and he is the Lord of the church. So yes, I've talked about the need to have authority questioned at times, and yet I would suggest to you that when it comes to the authority of Jesus Christ, there is no question. That is why it's important for us as followers of Jesus Christ to remember that Jesus Christ is the head of the church. And what Jesus Christ says is to be carried out. Jesus Christ, the Son of God and the head of the church. The scribes and the Pharisees had a high standard for living piety, and practice. But as you read this text and as you've read through the Gospel of Matthew, you recognize that they were very hypocritical. They would say, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, but then they would condemn the people who they thought were not worthy of God's love. They called the woman who was caught in adultery. How can you catch someone in adultery? unless you were there. And why is it that only the woman showed up and not the man? I'm just asking. They were hypocritical. And so in the text today, 
Matthew lists six examples of the better way for us as followers of Jesus Christ are to live. For Matthew, commitment to Jesus Christ means more than a proper confession, more than a lip service. For Jesus Christ, for Matthew rather, commitment to Jesus Christ means a changed life. And let me just share with you that this changed life, it constantly evolves. It's not static. It's not, well, in 1934, I gave my life to Christ, and now I'm a Christian. No, that's great that that happened in 1934. And by the way, I just made up that number, so I'm not talking to you if that's when it happened. But since 1934, there should be ongoing growth. The relationship with Jesus Christ is not to be a static one. From the moment you said, yes, Jesus Christ, you are my Savior and my Lord, there should be ongoing growth. Paul makes it clear. So when we look at these six examples of Jesus Christ lifting up a higher way of living, what we discover is that they are based on Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40, which is our memory verse of the week. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment, and the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So if I were to ask you to make a list of people that you were struggling with today, liking, the question would be, how is Jesus Christ calling you to love them? Matthew shares with us that what was said by God through Moses, the law, and what is now being said by Jesus to his disciples, you have heard, again, refers to what they had been hearing all of their lives as they showed up in the synagogue. What have you heard over the years in the church that you're now being called to wrestle with and struggle with. And what are you doing about the struggle? Historically, in these United States, uh, there is a belief, and if you were to read American history, you would see it, that Africans and then Negroes were considered less than human. And that could justify why they were treated so harshly and inhumanely. What, what you may not know is that pastors, preachers who attended seminary in the 1800s were taught that. And so they graduated from seminary, they were called to pulpits, and they preached that. 
What are you being called to struggle with today based on someone's interpretation of the scriptures? Jesus' pronouncements do more than deepen or interpret the meaning of the written law. He does not give a mere interpretation. No, what he does is he relocates the authority from that written law to himself. That is why, beloved, that is why. As we continue to hear and study the word of God, we must always ask the question, even as we hear people who profess to be speaking on behalf of Jesus Christ, we must always ask the question, is the teaching in alignment with the person of Jesus Christ? Is the teaching in alignment with the, te with the teachings of Jesus Christ? In order to answer that, one has to, one, have a relationship with Jesus Christ that is viable, constantly growing, and one must know the teachings of Jesus Christ. Yes, there are many authoritative voices that you are hearing, our youth are hearing, and others are hearing. They're trying to get our attention. The challenge for us as followers of Jesus Christ is to be able to discern the voices and to ask the question, is this a voice that I can trust because whatever it is saying is in alignment with the person and teaching of Jesus Christ or is this a voice that I will am not to listen to? As a matter of fact, I may have to stand up and speak out against it. That's the question for us. Those of us who were reminded uh, several weeks ago that we're called to be the salt of the earth. We're called to be the light of the world. We're not called to practice a culture of niceness. No, we're called to be the salt and the light that will speak the truth as we understand it through the revelation of Jesus Christ and the word of God. So as you listen to the voices, and as I listen to the voices, that will be my litmus test. Not how I feel, not what my opinion is. The litmus test is, what did Jesus Christ have to say about it? How is it in alignment with his teachings? And, and let me just say this to you in closing, what we are mindful of is that as we look at the person and the teachings of Jesus Christ. The foundational understanding is love. That's what he came to communicate to the world about his father, our God. God is a God of love. And so let me just say this to you in closing. Anyone who talks about violence in the name of Jesus Christ I know they're not talking about the Jesus Christ who is the Son of God. I know they're not talking about the teachings of Jesus Christ. Anyone who talks about superiority, white supremacy, 
someone who's better than someone else. I know they're not talking about Jesus Christ, the one who's been revealed to us and the one who reveals God to us. I know they're not. One who talks about us versus them, no. Remember the litmus test. What you are saying, how you are behaving, is it in alignment with Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and with his teachings? That is why evangelize. That is why it is important to continue to study God's word with the help of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will continue to speak to us Revealing to us that that we need to understand and to know. So the relationship, the relationship with Jesus Christ is not static. I'm not sure when you first claimed Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. I would suggest to you that whenever that day was, and thanks be to God, the time between that day and today, should be marked with growth, spiritual growth, spiritual maturity. Not just for your sake, but for the sake of the body of Christ that you are a part of. In order that the body of Christ may be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Loving and gracious Lord our God, we give you thanks for reminding us that there is the number one authority who is to be in our lives, and that's Jesus Christ. As we continue throughout this week, help us to demonstrate that authority as we engage with others. May they know through our lives, our words, our actions, our behavior, that Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone is the true authority. Amen.